Welcome to the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship. I'm your host, John Hare, and you found the place where we talk horses. Well, today we're at my home. I've invited Will Friday. He's a Masterson Method practitioner and an expert. I consider him an expert in horse nutrition. I wanted to bring Will by today because I wanted to make sure my horses were getting the proper nutrition. We're going to talk particularly about Scratch today. Scratch is my 15-year-old gelding, and he grew up in the wild eating, as Will said, uh, sticks and stones and maybe a little bit of grass. So I want to make sure he's getting adequate nutrition, and we're going to take some photos of Scratch today, and then Will's got some recommendations. We're going to take a, uh, take those recommendations to heart, and then Three months down the road, we're going to reevaluate this and see if we've made some real changes to scratch. But anyway, I would like you to welcome my guest, Will Friday. Will, how you doing? Doing great today, John. Thanks for having me out. Thanks for coming to Bakersfield. My pleasure. So you have Scratch's history and his basic nutritional needs. We've got the hay analysis. And last time we talked, you said if we can figure out get a hay analysis and compare that to the NRC tables that we would get a pretty good handle on where Scratch is nutritionally. So I've given you that information. What do you think we, how are we doing? Well, the first thing, taking the step of getting the hay analysis is so important. We've got the results back from Equianalytical. So now we're not throwing darts at the dartboard blindfolded here. You know, we've, we've got some the best data we can to base our conclusions off of here. And what we found, and this is really typical for a lot of hay and a lot of horses, is there's a couple of minerals that tend to come up short, a couple of minerals that are in excess. And we're just going to try and balance those out here. Like we expected, copper and zinc were a little low. Mm -hmm. Iron was real high. And throughout California and a lot of parts of the country, iron is really high. And a lot of people get very concerned about iron levels, especially if they have metabolic or insulin resistant Cushing's kind of horses. You really do have to watch that there. The hay analysis showed that we're kind of typical hay for iron levels here. So some of the other minerals that we're looking at compete with absorption sites in the body. And if we can supply the copper and the zinc in levels, it's kind of like a foot race to the receptor site for these minerals. And if copper and zinc can populate those areas, the iron's going to flow right through and we have less to worry about in terms of the iron it's kind of like musical chairs right so you've got uh, you've got got two chairs let's say and copper iron and zinc all compete for those two chairs and whichever one gets the they're the fastest wins and the loser just kind of gets flushed out of the body and if there's an overabundance of iron then iron usually takes up all all the chairs and there's no room for anything else. That's a really good analogy. It's a great way to put it for, for folks okay. to understand the iron. Yeah. So, so what else have we got? Well, we also want to make sure that he's maintaining weight. Okay. And so far from what I've gathered from you, he's an easy keeper mm-hmm. and he's, he's not gaining or losing weight. And anybody who's followed me on the Facebook page knows that I did let him get a little bit obese. So he was over a thousand pounds, which for his size of a horse was just a little bit too much. And so he's been on a diet and he's come down to under a thousand pounds now. So I think he's much more fit now and he's got a much better weight level to him too. Yeah. We took a look at him uh, earlier today when we came and 
on the body condition score, I'd mm-hmm. say he's right there at a five, which Good. is that kind of optimum level. You're not seeing too much rib and you're or having a real hard time finding the ribs, right. um, which we see in a lot of horses. And for us humans, if we need to lose weight, restricting calories is often the way people go. We tend to forget about that exercise part of it. Right. If we combine restricted calories and exercise, you get results a lot faster. With our horses, there's there's only so many calories we can restrict because we've got to keep that feed going through their gut to keep their gut moving. And if we restrict the hay too much, we might cause some other concerns there. Right. So it sounds like you've done a great job getting him to just the right level. And you say you're feeding him about 16 pounds of this alfalfa hay that you had tested. That's correct. And from what we looked at, that's meeting his caloric needs. Okay. We're in good shape there. So we're doing this shuffle between caloric needs and nutrient needs. Right. And that's what we're going to you know, look at next here. Okay. When we talked previously, your, your vet had recommended a, a mineral supplement. And to be honest, it's a little old school. Mm-hmm. It hit the couple of the targets, but it missed a couple of the other ones. And so that is what kind of started us on this search for, can we optimize this? Right. I'm looking at the label right now, and the second ingredient in it is ground corn. Now, corn is basically sugar uh-huh. in the horse's body. And to me, sugar in the horse's body is trouble looking for a place to happen. Now, with your other horse that's got the metabolic issues, you really got to watch those sugar levels. Now, we're talking about a half a pound a day here. So is that is that a substantial amount? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that's why I'm here. See, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask the questions, and yeah. so uh, now that's not a half pound of pure corn. Right. There's there's alfalfa, and uh, but there was molasses in there, and soybean meal, and rice bran, and that's when with the soybean meal and the rice bran, we start to look at the omega three and omega six balance. Okay. And my concern with this product was it's it's definitely higher in omega sixes which supports the inflammatory pathways in the horse's body as opposed to the omega-3s, which support the anti-inflammatory pathways. Now the horse, we need them both. Right. And omega-6s aren't evil. You know, we've got to keep in mind that they're they're necessary for healthy cellular function, but we don't want to have the the 6s way high and the 3s really low. And unfortunately, most feeds and supplements have too much omega-6s in them. So okay. we wanted to address that in him as well, because that's going to support the, the healing processes in their bodies that they use just to recover from regular work, right. um, not even talking about injury or illness. Okay. Um, there, so. Good. Yeah. What else? Well, as we looked at the hay analysis and compared it to the NRC tables, what we see is that he's a little low in copper. He's kind of a little low in zinc. And then everybody's high in iron. Well, let's just right. we'll just accept that that they're high in iron, and there's not a lot we can do to get the iron out of the hay. It's there; it's in right. the soil, gets transferred into the hay as we go. So we're going to focus on, like we said, that musical chairs game, and get the the copper and the zinc levels up. Copper and zinc really are where they really show up in the horse is in hoof quality. And when we talked earlier, you said his he's you know he's a wild horse, right? And he's got pretty tough hooves. And they're, they're not seeing major hoof problems. He's barefoot, take him out on rocky trails, and he's not coming up sore or lame or anything like that. Right. But just to keep his coat and hoof and the tendons and ligaments all healthy, that copper and zinc is what we're going to try and 
boost up there. Okay. The other minerals, the calcium phosphorus balance was looking pretty good on here. And the selenium, the one thing I really try and caution folks when they're looking at supplements there is be careful with selenium because too little is not good and too much is not good either. So there's a pretty narrow window. And a lot of times when somebody says, well, I've got my horse on a hoof supplement and a prepared feed and a, a coat supplement and a right. you know, on and on, I, I call it selenium stacking. Yeah. And before you know it, you're, you could be in that too much selenium range and we want to avoid that. So we looked at the selenium and what we're recommending here is going to keep them right in that sweet spot for selenium. Okay, well, I see what you're talking about. Now tell me, what recommendations do you have for me and Scratch? Well, the first one is the some of the first nutrients to sort of break down in our hay as we're going along are vitamin E and omega-3 fatty acids, which we mentioned a minute ago. Right. So we'd like to provide him something that provides some vitamin E and some omega-3 fatty acids. And then, as we've already said, copper, zinc, selenium are the next big ones that we want to make sure we have the right levels in there. The other thing that is often missing in our horse's hay diet are three amino acids. They're limiting amino acids, which are the building blocks to protein. Protein turns into muscle. Muscle turns into top line and that nice round quarter horse butt that we all like to see. Right. So we want to make sure he's got the building blocks for protein and muscle tone in there. And a lot of hay and a lot of feed is missing those three limiting essential amino acids. Which three are those? They are lysine, methionine, and threonine. Okay. And you can tell amino acids when you're reading a feed label if it ends in I-N-E. They're right. all ending in I-N-E. And those are the limiting amino acids. And when we say limiting, the amino acids all work together. So if we're low in one amino acid, it kind of brings the whole function down to that level. So let's say threonine was our limiting amino acid here. If we boost the levels of that up, well, now we're, we're performing at the level of the next limiting amino acid, which is often lysine. And we're going to bring all these amino acids up to the level where all the amino acids are playing really well together and giving the horse the, the protein they need to maintain top line and muscle tone. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Um, and then in terms of a lot of people ask about vitamins and their horse. Right. And typically on a feed tag, you're going to see vitamins A, D, and E. Mm -hmm. A is frequently one of the more over-supplemented vitamins. And from your nutrition background, what's what's the best source of vitamin A for us? Carrots. Carrots. As long as your horse isn't a metabolic horse and we got to worry about the sugar content of the carrots, which is kind of balanced out by the fiber content. Mm -hmm. A carrot a day and the rest of the horse's feed usually meets their vitamin A requirements. Okay. Vitamin D is synthesized by being out in the sun. Right. That's a natural process. Now, if your horse lives in a box stall at the equestrian center down the road and it's dark in there and they don't get a lot of turnout, vitamin D supplementation might be something you'd look at. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, horses are doing pretty good on vitamin A and D. It's vitamin E that's really coming up short. And we're usually looking for somewhere in the neighborhood for a active, you know, moderate work level horse, about 700 IUs, international units of vitamin E a day. Okay. Vitamin E is an important antioxidant, helps with cellular health and recovery from work and illness and injury. I mean, that's, like we said, that's the one that breaks down in the hay 
Now, if your horse is lucky enough to be out on green grass pasture year-round, that omega-3 and vitamin E problem is solved because it's in the really? green grass. Okay, good. So our friends over in Kentucky or up uh-huh. in you know these places that have grass, and we, we get grass here in California for about two weeks a year in spring. <laughs> And then the horses are just wishing it was back. But, right. but since we don't have access to fresh pasture and we don't have, uh, and we do see the vitamin E levels dropping off, that's something we're going to look to supplement. Okay. So now you deal with these nutritional supplements on a daily basis and you've got knowledge in a lot of different products. Do you have any that you can recommend that will fit these holes that Scratch has? Yeah, we looked through what we have to offer. And in terms of the vitamin E and omega-3s, Wild Gold Camelina Oil is one of the products that I have been working with for about six years now. And we see great results with that. It's got the right ratio, about two and a half to one of omega-3s to sixes. It's got 254 IUs of vitamin E per ounce. Okay. We recommend a two ounce serving. So you're about 500 IUs of vitamin E per serving. Great. Our NRC table says for a horse in moderate work, 700. Mm-hmm. And I think with the rest of what's going on in his diet, we're, we're pretty darn close to that, uh, that magic number. Sounds good. And then in terms of the copper, zinc, selenium balance and the lysine, Custom Equine Nutrition makes a product called Vermont Blend. Now, they're based in Vermont. And uh, when I called them up and said I was interested in their product, they said, well, you're in California. And I said, yeah, but I, I looked at your levels of all these nutrients in here and it's really it's hitting the money it's right there and so it they also blend in that the limiting amino acids so we've got the amino acid base covered with this product we've got the copper zinc selenium and then really the only b vitamin that we're looking for in the horse a healthy horse will synthesize all the b vitamins that they need in their hindgut except biotin and biotin is the one that usually comes up a little short. So they've got biotin in there. Excellent. And then there's also a combination of pre and probiotics. Prebiotics are the food for the beneficial bacteria in the horse's hindgut that do all the heavy lifting of converting hay into horse. Probiotics are the actual living cultures. Those are the things you see on the labels like acidophilus and right things, things like in that. yogurt kind of like, right. right yogurt and fermented foods right and basically that's what's happening in the horse's cecum is fermentation of a lot of these of of the fiber to turn that into the volatile fatty acids the amino acids all that 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 are necessary for the horse so vermont's uh vermont blend from custom equine nutrition really checked off all those boxes at a really nice cost per serving the 25 pound bag of this, our cost per serving was about a dollar, dollar ten a day. And when you start to look at, that's one of the things I really try and emphasize with people is what's your cost per serving? Right. I did a nutrition analysis for somebody the other day. She was at eight dollars a day. Oh my god! For one horse. You know, she's like, I had no idea. It's like, yeah, it kind of creeps up on you. Mm-hmm. So one of my goals with this is to keep it affordable. And, you know, we don't want to make really expensive manure. Right. So if you're overlapping with too many supplements and uh, feeds, we don't want to be throwing money away here because keeping horses is expensive enough as it is. Yes. So $8 a day, you can board a horse for that in in Bakersfield. You need to talk to your boarding place. (laughs) I'm down near Los Angeles and we'd love to see $8 a day. So the combination of the two really seemed like it was going to meet all those needs and keep it pretty affordable for you. Okay, good. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm going to start scratch on these tomorrow. You've brought them with you today. And what kind of results do you think I'll be able to see? And about what time period is a reasonable time period to see them? One of our favorite answers in the world in horse nutrition is it depends <laughs> on the horse. Fortunately, though, we've isolated the variables of the hay. We've got it right here on paper, so we know that. But it depends a little bit on his metabolism, his activity, his genetics, um, things like that. But the biggest change you'll see right away is probably see a change in his coat. How would you describe Scratch's coat? I, during the summer, it kind of bleached out. He's got a fairly short coat. We're in uh, nearing the end of October now. He's gone completely black and his coat is starting to lengthen in mm -hmm. preparation for the winter time. He's got a really good coat for the most part, I would think. What you're likely to see with the supplementation of the copper and zinc is that washing out of the coat mm -hmm. is going to decrease. Okay. He's going to have a little bit better coat quality. The omega-3 fatty acids in the, in the wild gold is going to help him shine. And traditionally, people have fed oils to horses to make them shine, to make them bloom. Right. Our grandfathers and fathers and even some folks Little today are flat. still feeding corn oil right. or soy oil or even rice and wheat oils. And those are high in those omega-6s. While you might get a shine out of the horse by putting that oil in there, you're, you're running some other trouble there with the pro-inflammatory omega-6s. Now, is so, this something I'm going to see in the wintertime or will it be next spring, do you think? Well, this is an interesting time because his winter coat's just starting to come in. Right. Um, so you'll probably notice a difference in it over the winter. You might feel a softer texture in it as it grows in and just a different of the coloring. It depends from horse to horse. You might keep it kind of more of the brownish color mm -hmm. and less black, or you might go even darker. So we'll just kind of keep an eye on that. Well, we're going to just look for changes in it okay. and improvements. Be interesting to talk to your trimmer in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, to see if he notices a change in hoof quality. And watch the, the lines in the hoof. As the hoof grows down, we'll come back in three months and we'll be able to point to the place on the hoof where we made these nutritional changes. Oh, great. Yeah. Likewise, you can see in a horse where they colicked in the hoof or where they had a fever in the hoof. So the hoof tells a really interesting story. So I would say you're going to see an improvement in the in the coat and hoof quality and then joint mobility. As you're working with Scratch, do you hear any creaking and popping or is he pretty? He's pretty solid. He does, uh, you know, every once in a while kind of knuckles over on one of his. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, he's. He seems to be pretty solid. Like all of us that kind of getting up in age, it's a little bit slow to start. And then we kind of, once we get moving, I think we we feel a little bit better. What I, The feedback I get from a lot of the trainers that I work with is they find their horse on this combination. They, they also just stay sounder longer. Or if they had that kind of low grade old man, <laughs> old horse issues like that, that those kind of fade away a little bit. And they're, they're ready to go. You know, the competitive horses that I work with, they say if they do have an injury, they recover more quickly, particularly with tendons and ligaments. We're looking for some changes like that. Sorry about that, Will. We've got construction going on right outside my studio, which is not soundproof. And so when it, what was that, a caterpillar, right? Yep. The caterpillar goes by, we have to kind of stop up. Wait a minute, here it comes back. I'm just going to let this run so people can tell what's going by. Okay, so we've got Scratch set up with some Vermont blend. 
and some wild gold camelina oil. Tell me again, what's that camelina oil? Well, camelina is a botanical cousin to mustard, which grows wild all over California, and flax. And a lot of people do feed flax as an omega-3 source. The trick with flax is it's, it's got a short shelf life. You know from your background, right. that stuff was in the refrigerator in a black bottle. Yep. And because of the high vitamin E content in the wild gold camelina oil, it's got a two-year shelf life. And it's really heat stable. So you don't have to worry about it going bad um, out in your feed room okay. um, over time. And it's going to deliver the, those omega-3s and the vitamin E consistently throughout the life of the product. Awesome. So we're really anxious to get started on this. And thanks so much for analyzing our feed program and our supplement program. If people want to find out more about these products or get a hold of you, how can they do that? We've got all the usual channels covered. We've got a website that's performanceequinebodywork.com. Okay. Facebook is also the same, Performance Equine Bodywork. The products are available on the website through the store. And for folks who hear about this uh, through the podcast, we're going to put a code in there, WHOA, all capital letters, and that'll get you free shipping in the lower 48 states. Awesome. For any of those products. Well, thanks. Well, that's great. So anybody wants to try these and then we're going to use Scratch as a test pilot and we'll come back in a couple of months and I'll report exactly what kind of results we got with Scratch. Looking forward to seeing the changes in Scratch. He's a, he's a great horse. Thanks, Well, Thanks for coming out and visiting. Thanks, John. It's always a pleasure to sit down and talk with you. That will do it for another episode. Thanks to Will Friday and Performance Equine Body Works. Performance Equine Body Works is based in Southern California. We really appreciate Will driving to Bakersfield to work on our horses and share his knowledge of equine nutrition. Yes, Will also performed body work on my 20-year-old mare, Jessie, as well as Scratch. Will's use of the Masterson method is fascinating to watch, and you can see the difference happening as the tension in our horses just melted away. I'll have links to Performance Equine Body Works, Wild Gold Camelina Oil, and Custom Equine Nutrition's Vermont Blend in the show notes. If you want to try these products along with us, order from Will's site, Performance Equine Body Works. Use the promo code WHOA and get free shipping anywhere in the lower 48 states. These products are heavy, so that's a pretty good deal. I'll report my results with Scratch, and I'd love to hear about yours. To see the show notes, go to woepodcast.com. If you'd like to share a story or experience about your horse, I'd love to hear it. My email is john at woepodcast.com or connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram under the name Podcast. I'd love to hear from you. If you're more visually inclined, check out my YouTube page, John Hare and Horses. Thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast. So until next time, for Renee, this is John Hare saying, go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.